0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning since I'm on the West Coast. If you're in the Midwest or the East Coast, it's 9.40, and if you're in Texas, it happens to be about 8.40 in the morning. I Adjust it for your time zone. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud, or if you can get podcasts on other apps, Put in Frank F R A N K Lomas L O M A S and TR ninety, and these calls are archived back to the beginning, which I want to say is like seven or eight years. Um, recently, Frank has been actually putting a tagline, not only who the speaker was, but also um, what the topic of the day is. So, just to make it easier to sort through and find the ones that you're particularly interested. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. And I am a teacher by trade, but I've had a huge interest in nutrition and exercise and health because I had grandparents that did not um, have good, healthy outcomes. And I did not want to go down, traveling down any of their paths. So with that being said, this is the TR90 support call. The R90 program, in a nutshell, is one really good clean meal a day when you're first starting out, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. The better quality of the protein, the better off you are, just saying. Um, Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. If it's not possible... Don't sweat it. Take it with your meal, because it'll still work. It just means that the properties in those capsules aren't already on board and working super efficient for you. It, it'll it still work, it's just not quite as good as it would be if you could take it 15-20 minutes before. Drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is a minimum of one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. If you are in a hot, humid area or if you are exercising heavily, you will need to increase that. And you can always start with wherever you're at and build up to where you need to be for water consumption. That um, that was something that I learned way back when I was doing Weight Watchers mm, about 35 years ago. So with that being said, there is that, making sure that Have seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables in your diet daily. That's really good. And if you can get seven to eight hours of sleep daily or rest, that's really important as well. Both the hydration and the sleep helps your body reset and get things um, so that you're in an optimal spot to start the next day. Making sure to get in 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, I would mix it up between both the aerobic and the resistance training because those two components, um, you need the resistance training for balance and for strength, the aerobics for heart health, they both do different things, but they're like two sides of the same coin, and it's really good for you to keep your body guessing what you're doing. So switch it up with the exercise. So with that being said, since that's the TR-90 program in a nutshell, I'm always looking for things that I can share with you that will be in um, alignment with that and help support the TR-90 lifestyle. And it, cause it's not a one and done. This is you're making a change for the rest of your life. And if you can find an exercise that makes you happy and, or a way to exercise that makes you happy, that's really, really great. So I'm sharing some information today with you out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And it just... It's had a well it has a wealth of information in it, and the last time I was with you, I was talking about chocolate and why chocolate is what he considers one of his superfoods and you should the darker the better, and no more than about one hundred calories worth of um, dark chocolate so there we went over some of what those possibilities might be for you as far as um, what the dark, what kind of different, different types of um, dark chocolate and why the flavanol content in 100 grams of dark chocolate is 510 milligrams. So to give you a, a comparison of flavanol content, an apple only has 111 milligrams. Ferries have 96, red wine has 63 milligrams, and black tea that's been brewed has 65 milligrams. So the, it's the flavanols in those superfoods that um, really help um, with heart health and several other things. So today I'm sharing some information with you both about what, chocolate and blood pressure and chocolate and atherosclerosis which I hope that you will find interesting, because I certainly did. In the early 1990s, a physician and researcher at Brigham and Women's Hospital and Harvard Medical School, Dr. Norman K. Hollenberg, was interested to observe that the Kuna Indians, and Kuna spelled K-U-N-A, the indigenous residents of the San Blas Islands of Panama, rarely developed high blood pressure even though they even as they aged studies indicated that neither their salt intake nor obesity was a factor it's in this seeming immunity moreover when the islanders moved to the mainland their incidence of hypertension soared to typical levels so their protection from hypertension was probably not due to genetics Hollenberg noticed one facet of the Indian culture that might play a role. The San Blas Island Kuna routinely drank about five cups of locally grown, minimally processed, high flavonoid cocoa each day. So they drank five cups of uh, cocoa each day. He gave his study subjects cocoa with either high or low amounts of flavonoids. Those who drank the high flavonoid cocoa had more nitric acid or more nitric oxide activity than those drinking the lower flavanol cocoa. The connection between the ability of the nitric oxide to relax the blood vessels and improve circulation and thus prevent hypertension seemed obvious. Hollenberg is continuing his investigation. He recently completed a pilot study that found that subjects who drank a cup of high flavanol cocoa had a resulting increased flow of blood to the brain that averaged about 33%. So there was a 33% increase. Another interesting study looked at the blood flow effects of high flavonoid cocoa compared to the low-dose aspirin, and the study compared how blood platelets reacted to the flavanol rich cocoa drink versus blood thinning dose of 81 milligrams of aspirin. It seems that the 20 to 40 year olds who participated in this study enjoyed similar blood thinning results from both the cocoa and the low dose aspirin. It must be noted that the effects of the flavanol rich cocoa were more transitory than those of the aspirin. So step your way to help Another reason to curl up by the fire with a mug of cocoa. In the recent study, researchers at Cornell University found that a mug of hot cocoa has, twice, has nearly twice the antioxidants as a glass of red wine, and up to three times of those found in a cup of green tea. Make your cocoa with 1% low-fat milk, milk non-fat milk. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit tongue-tied here or soy milk, and sweeten it with minimal sugar. <clears throat> Avoid cocoa mixes as they are high in sugar or artificial, artificial sweeteners, and some contain trans fats. The Dutch processed cocoa is cocoa powder that has been treated with an alkaline compound to neutralize the natural acids. It's slightly milder than the natural cocoa, but it has a lower levels of flavonoids, so For health purposes, stick with the natural cocoa. Research also suggests that atherosclerosis begins and progresses as a gradual inflammatory process. It normally involves years of chronic injury to the lining of the blood vessels. As the lining or the endothelial cells is damaged, the atherosclerotic plaques or fatty deposits are formed on the walls of the blood vessels. These plaques both impede the flow of blood and can rupture due to a blood clot, which could precipitate a heart attack or a stroke. Chocolate to the rescue. The polyphenols in chocolate act to relax and smooth the muscle, relax the smooth muscle of the blood vessels. In addition, it seems that these polyphenols also inhibit the clotting of blood. In a 2001 study, volunteer subjects were given a commercial chocolate bar, Dove Dark Chocolate, containing 148 milligrams of flavanols. And the end result was that the volunteers showed reduced levels of inflammation and beneficial delays in the blood clotting at two and six hours after ingesting chocolate. So there's something to be said about that. So what about the fat? Well, ordinarily foods that are high in fat would never make it into a superfood status. Chocolate is the rare exception for a variety of reasons. While chocolate is approximately 30% fat, the fat, In it, known as cocoa butter, is approximately 35% oleic acid and 35% stearic acid. Oleic acid is a monounsaturated fat that has been shown to have a slight cholesterol-lowering effect. Stearic acid is a saturated fat, but it does not raise blood cholesterol levels. At least two studies have shown that chocolate consumption does not raise blood cholesterol in humans. Indeed, in one three-week trial, 45 healthy volunteers were given 75 grams daily of either white chocolate, dark chocolate, or dark chocolate enriched with polyphenols. As you might guess, since the white chocolate has no chocolate liquor, it isn't real chocolate. And it had no effect, but the dark chocolate increased the HDL or the good cholesterol by 11%. And the enriched chocolate increased the HDL by 14%. As higher HDLs are known to decrease the risk of cardiovascular disease, the argument for including chocolate in your diet is strong. The amount of flavonoids in chocolate can vary widely depending on how the cocoa beans are harvested and processed. Chocolate producers are trying to maximize the polyphenol content in their products. Watch for new, healthier types of chocolate to hit the marketplace in the near future and look for those containing at least 70% of the cocoa solids. And with that, I think that's where I'm going to stop for today. I'm really thrilled that you were able to join us today. This is Susan Mann signing out for March 31st, 2021. And I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, chocolate and why it's good for us. and particularly 70% or higher dark chocolate. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: You're most welcome. Like I say, I'm always looking for things to share with us that will help me continue on our tr 90 journey and stay healthy in this lifestyle. So... (laughs)
1: This is Brian here, something, the voice from above, talking now. Something I've noticed is it seems like milk chocolate is going towards almost like a, it really doesn't have much of a flavor at all, while dark chocolate does have that chocolate flavor, which is what I appreciate when I have just a smidgen. So um, I agree.
0: (laughs) Well, I have to admit that some time back, I decided there is no more milk chocolate left in my life. (laughs) So if I get chocolate at all, it's usually dark chocolate. And I find that a smaller amount actually satisfies me quicker than a larger amount of, say, the milk chocolate would. So, you know, it's a self-controlling thing.
1: (laughs) I tend to to, to agree with you. And the other thing is, you know, Milk chocolate, for me, isn't, you know, it's like, I don't get Hershey bars. Actually, I may have some in the freezer. They've been there for a while. But they, it, I'll get milk chocolate, you know, is a, a coating on something else. Um, and for me, the big thing is, you know, I like Easter because Easter eggs and I like coconut. And I want real coconut wow. with real chunks. So... You know, milk chocolate on top of that is the You know, there's no flavor. But when you have the dark chocolate on it, the contrast and the, the flavor is more intense. It's good.
0: Well, and coconut as a, a fruit is actually good for you as well. So having the two together makes it an especially good treat. <laughs>
1: Yep, and well, everyone, I, uh, I, I, we, have, we have Easter coming up uh the end of this week, so um, it's a, t- a good time to be talking about Easter-related stuff.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> well, with that, I'm going to sign out. If anybody's looking to build a business, you can hop over to Facebook Live, One Team Global, and one of our wonderful leaders will be sharing how to build a new skin business with some tips and hints on how to do that. And with that, I'm going to wish everybody a great day, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Have a good day.